So I wanted to start off by saying these are not quick fixes or band-aids I'm going to offer up today. These are real deal, change your life in a million ways solutions that if you commit to are going to have a very powerful outcome, not only on your energy level, but also your patience and focus and self-confidence and so many other areas of your life. That's fun, right? Hello and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen, a show I started to help share ideas on how to feel more beautiful and vibrant and healthy and worthy and create a life we love. So let's get into it. Most of my clients and most of my friends are running on fumes at the moment. I'm recording this in November and everyone's kids are getting hit hard with all kinds of sicknesses. It's madness around here. But even before all of that, there's just an outrageous level of expectations on our shoulders these days to be everything for everyone all the time. And then there's nothing left for us. Usually from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to bed, somebody needs something from us. And when we steal away for five minutes of time, we're so tanked, we end up doom scrolling through things that silently stress us out and increase our level of anxiety. The world is a hot mess right now. Am I right? People, be nicer out there for crying out loud. It's not even hard to do. Stresses me out. I actively hide from it sometimes. I get my cliff notes from Scotty, my husband. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. So what happens, what's happening is so many of us are just exhausted from the moment we open our eyes. And then for the rest of the day, we're constantly searching for energy, usually in the form of simple carbohydrates like a baguette or a donut or a gallon of coffee, followed by sweet things and salty things and all the things. Too much of all the things, yo. While these things do actually give us a hit of energy, it's short-lived, so we end up in the darkness of the valley again looking for some other energy source, usually food, again. Because on a primal level, our body understands that what we eat is how our body gets its energy. Our body knows that. And as a side note, that gives us a little something to think about. What kind of energy are we making with the fuel we're consuming? All right. Is it quality fuel that runs cleaner and longer and keeps us on point? Or is it some low-grade shit we siphoned out of the broken-down lawnmower in the backyard? (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but it makes a difference. One is going to reduce inflammation and friction in our body, for the most part, which leads to solid, clear energy that lasts. And one is going to increase inflammation and lead to, well, feeling like a hot mess, which can show up anything from brain fog, brain fog, and forgetfulness, or food cravings, or bad moods, or mood swings, or gut drama, or bowel movement issues, or sore joints, and of course, low ass energy. There's other things that impact your energy level, of course, but sweet love, what we eat 
is outrageously important and not something that gets all that much airtime. Like for so many of us, food is what impacts our weight, right? And that's pretty much it, which is just the tip of the iceberg. So let's actually get focused here. (laughs) I know you be busy and ain't got no time for me to be ranting along. The three areas I want to talk about here today are number one, eating an anti-inflammatory diet to create energy. Number two, managing your stress so you have energy. And number three, and this one is my favorite, get creative. You got to stay for the end for that one because it's the best one and it's all the way at the very end. So stay tuned. So I already started my food rant because I can hardly hold myself back. And I could honestly talk about it all day. But as you may know, in our own house, we use food to support the health of my husband's thyroid disease. He has Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid. He only has half a thyroid left. And we, well, hold on. He did this, but with my support, which I like to think is what helped him succeed. By getting real clear on what was causing inflammation in his body. Now, here's the thing I didn't see coming during that time. Because I, of course, wanted to see what this process was all about. I chose to do this with him. I love it. I love exploring things with food. And what I discovered was that when I ate foods that were very unlikely to cause inflammation, I felt really freaking good. Like legit. We had two little kids and I had more energy and patience and joy and all the things. Like I had more patience with my kids. I felt clear headed and more excited for each day and for my life. Like if you have been around here for a while, you know that that's legit. I felt like it came out of a cloud. Do you know what I mean? I seriously remember feeling like the fog had lifted from my brain and life. And I was like, whoa. This is what I meant to feel like. I woke up filled with energy. Like my eyes were like, bing. And like, I don't, I'm not saying I wanted to jump out of bed, but I could. I started doing things I wanted to do. I had energy reserves. If I did have a bad sleep, I could still function. I had a lot more energy. And that fog thing, like, it wasn't like I felt totally out of it. It's just that I felt blah. Do you know what I mean? I hope you know what I mean. If you don't, you're amazing. You're doing fantastic. (laughs) There's a lot out there in the world, in the dieting world and whatnot these days. It's crazy. Like there's so many dang options. It's crazy overwhelming even to me. And this is the world I live in. And honestly, I've actually never been great at diets. I don't like counting. And I resent the concept of food being about numbers because I love food and not great at math. (laughs) that's my own mind drama though and that's not what we're talking about here today but here's what I want to say about eating to support your energy and zesty greatness it's not about a diet but it is about eliminating foods that are causing you to feel like a zombie so I challenge you to experiment with this just try for even 10 days to eliminate some things 
Uh, we suggest starting with things like highly processed food, which includes anything that's been fried and comes in a bag, has preservatives in it, or ultimately just a long list of ingredients that are unpronounceable words. But also try eliminating gluten, because why not? Dairy, sugar, I double dog dare you to try it. Your mind will be blown with the difference you're going to feel. I am not even blowing smoke right now, okay? And yeah, it's not easy. Those foods are all carefully crafted generally for us to crave them, especially if they come in a box and have a long list of ingredients in it. It has been crafted for you to want more and also pull on all our primal sort of natural instincts for survival. Now there's another layer to eliminating food to reduce inflammation, and that's if you're actually struggling with some sort of health challenge that is related to inflammation, like Scotty with his autoimmune disease, there's a more intensive process involved. But get started where anywhere you can. I also want you to know that what causes inflammation in one of us doesn't mean it's going to cause an abundance of inflammation in another person. What it comes down to, what the truth is, is that nobody can outlast the inflammation caused by too much sugar and too much potato chips, okay? I'm not going to go too deep into this because I could seriously talk about it all day long, but it's massively important that you understand the concept that what you eat is powerful and wildly underestimated and will absolutely change your energy, change your clarity, change your perception of who you are and change your life. Yes, it's hard and sometimes scary and challenging and awkward. But as mentioned in earlier episodes, all the best things are generally on the other side of hard things. I, of course, recommend finding a coach who can support you on your journey if this is a real challenge for you or if you're just totally caught up in your mind drama. Our ties to food and eating are complex and sometimes require us to figure out what's going on behind the curtain, all right? But just think about it. What would you do if you felt better, if you had more energy, if you could focus and remember things and felt sharp like a tack? How would it impact your life and your relationships and your dynamics at home? How would you feel about you? All right, number two, let's talk about stress, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. Well, I don't, sorry. (laughs) That was weird. Oh my gosh, if I leave that in, I'm sorry, but also couldn't help myself. Let's talk about stress. And this is not sexy at all, but absolutely essential to your energy level and how you feel in your day-to-day life. Because when we're living in even low-grade daily stress and not doing anything to offload it or manage it, it just gets stuck in our body and ends up creating inflammation everywhere. And just to be clear here, inflammation is what causes us to feel like garbage and get sick all the dang time with all the things, okay? So stress also causes things like food cravings and weight gain and energy crashes and 
hormonal and metabolic and reproductive and our cognitive functions to fail. It is no joke. It slows down our digestion and increases our heart rate and just all the things that set our body up for distress. So yeah, stress, it's a real bitch. (laughs) The thing is, with how modern life is these days, we're under continuous stress, even if it's small things and things we've created for ourselves or things we want to do. When we combine it with the never-ending news, why is there so much bad news all the time, you guys? And social pressures and social media and all the things, most of us are dealing with too much stress. And we're not doing enough to balance it out or rid our body of the burden of stress. And the other tricky part here is that we don't even notice anymore because it has become so normal. We have become so accustomed to the constant weight of this stress blanket. So we think it's normal and we think we can handle it. And so we keep saying yes to even more. And the list of things to do is so long we lost the start of it. Now here's the thing. Our body is built to deal with stress. Stress is truly a natural part of life and has always been part of our existence or experience or whatever. The difference is now what causes stress is things like being woken two hours earlier than you needed by a child that needed something, then bombarded with requests and bad news and needs and wants all before we even left for the day. Then we spend eight or more hours dealing with work stress and maybe thrown into the mix is a sexist boss or a coworker who says inappropriate things. Then we get off work We switch right back into mom mode or parent mode and pick the kids up and bring them to all the things and fulfill all our commitments and make dinner and clean up and put on a little laundry and all that time, the only moments of time we have for ourselves, is when we've escaped to the bathroom and scroll through Instagram or Facebook or the news or whatever, which most often causes or creates feelings of inadequacy and adds more pressure. We need to clean our house better and get family photos and make healthier meals. That one's probably true. Then it's 10 at night and we finally have a quiet minute and we're so tired, but feel like we haven't stopped doing anything for everyone all day long. So we're just gonna take a minute for ourselves and just watch one show, okay? Just one, just one. Okay, just one more, just one more, and so on, until we A, can either hardly hold our eyes open and we pass out after eating that bag of chips and that bowl of ice cream, or B, we force ourselves to go to bed only to suddenly feel completely jacked and zinging with energy, even though we're also exhausted. Is any of this familiar? Sorry for the rant. (laughs) But I was basically like explaining my process and life experience from, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. And I just couldn't stop myself once I got going. I'm sure I missed a lot as well. You know, what else is on that list? But here's the thing. Our body is not designed to manage that kind of stress for that long. Hell no. That shit's bad for our body. It starts to just get frazzled out in short circuits. If we look at how other animals process it, they freeze, they fight, or they flight, and and then they deal with it. 
because our body is meant to move when we're confronted with stress. When we're being chased by a big animal or dodging traffic or something like that, we exert ourselves. And then we revel in our survival with the people we love and we take a nap. In this world, who the hell is doing that? It doesn't need to be complicated or last 90 minutes. We don't need to do some 90-minute spin class. You can legit go for a power walk or work out for 10 minutes if that's all you have time for. And that's going to help. Or take a, do a 15-minute hit class in your bathroom while your kids watch a show. Whatever gets your heart pumping and some sweating going on is going to help your body process through the stress. So that's part one of my offering for you to manage stress. And part two is much shorter. All right. So just bear with me here. You need to start a meditation practice. I know you've totally never heard that one, right? (laughs) There's a zillion miles of research done on the positive effects of meditation. But the way I look at it is this. Having a consistent meditation practice helps create a space for resilience. And I don't mean resilience in the way that we will rush out and do more things or deal with more. Hell no. I mean resilience in the way that we can sit in the discomfort, our own discomfort, as we say no. As we hold boundaries. It creates space for not taking on other people's emotional load. And I don't know about you. But for me, that's huge. I mean, not getting caught up in my kids' drama, my client's energy, or my husband's bad mood, or some unforeseen shitstorm that comes at us is a good time. And I am no Zen master. And things still get to me. But I have gotten a lot better over the years. So much meditation practice. People say it creates the space between your response and your actions so you can actually decide what you want to do instead of reacting. The challenge I found when working with clients is that so many of us have an idea of what meditation looks like. Usually it's like a 30 or 40 minute meditation done in lotus position on a super cool puff pillow thing with some candles burning. And this brings up equal parts like dreaminess, because who doesn't want to be a person who does that? And also dread, because it's totally unattainable for most of us. Who's got time? Am I right? As a mom and an entrepreneur and a wife and whatever else, there is very little time to do even the things we love doing, let alone sitting uncomfortably for 30 minutes while our mind goes insane twice a day. Am I right? (laughs) Now, This is a dream aspiration to have, but what I want is for me and you and my clients to just start and then stick to something that we can build on if we want. And for me, it starts or started with understanding the power of one breath. My sister-in-law was actually the one who encouraged me to practice this. Just one breath. Gwen, it can make all the difference, she said. So I tried it and it did. I want to offer to you the most basic form of meditation that was ever invented right now. So if you can, I want you to bring your attention to your breath right now. Don't try and change it at the moment. Just notice it. And if you can, you can close your eyes. But if if you can't, that's fine too. 
Just notice your breathing. And on the next inhale, I want you to extend it to the count of four. And I want you to imagine you are pouring the air all the way down to your belly like you're pouring water from a jug, filling up your lungs from the bottom to the top. Pause at the top and then let it all pour out for the count of five. And if you can, you can really release it with a sigh that feels like everything that's been sitting on your shoulders and your mind just slides off. Now, if you're at the grocery store, you don't need to do that super loud. Exhale. But if you're at home, let it go. And if you want, you can do this breath again. Now, if you followed along, notice how you feel. What does your body feel like after just one or two breaths? Just a minute of time. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? How are you? Do you feel any different? Has your physical state changed at all? See what comes up. Label it if you want and then release it. Well done, you. You did it. You totally just did a meditation with me. Now, there are some people who are going to strongly disagree with me on this, but I believe that meditation can be done while walking, while washing the dishes, while waiting for your kid to finish their temper tantrum. That last one is a real Zen skill, all right? (laughs) That's Jedi moves. There's also many different options, but when it comes to managing stress, I do recommend finding a more mindful practice versus something like a affirmation or manifestation practice. Those are great too, just less stress management focused. Unless I guess they're focused on managing stress, in which case, carry on. (laughs) I recommend checking out Insight Timer if you're looking for a guided practice, which is not a sponsor, but I love them and I love how much they offer on their free version of their app. It's fantastic. So those two practices, meditation and movement, will help you manage your stress, which will help you manage your inflammation, which will help you feel so much better, and will have you'll end up having so much more energy and feel lighter and more free and actually empowered. Who would have guessed it? Am I right? Now, number three. Last, but definitely not least, and this one is a shorty because I've done a full episode on it. If you want to learn more, I will pop the link in the show notes because I can't remember which number it is right now, (laughs) but this one is one of my favorites and it's the most overlooked option for creating more energy and vitality in our life. And that's making a creative practice. Having a consistent creative practice brings us more joy and fulfillment, helps us feel more alive and whole, keeps us motivated, the elusive motivation, and excited about the future, helps us prioritize self-care, I mean, hello, and lets us find a flow state, which is a natural antidote to stress and overwhelm and all the feelings, really. It's a form of meditation in itself. 
It's magic gold that we let go of as we age. And as we let go of it, we feel less and less alive and youthful and free and wild and more and more stressed out. And like we live in the trenches of adulting. Do you know what I'm saying? It sounds crazy, but starting to even prioritize time weekly for intentionally pursuing design magazines or sketching or writing or whatever can be enough to start creating new energy in our life. But sidebar, if you are a parent, I do encourage you to do this as a solo act. This is not family craft time. This is what one might call free time. And I hear you, you don't have any free time. You don't have time for free time, right? Well, I'm calling out your bullshit on that in the most loving and supportive way possible, okay? Settle down. Because I know exactly what you mean. But sweet love, there is always time. If you literally just cannot figure it out, if you're having so much mind drama, thought drama, scheduling drama, such a hard time finding it, hire a coach. Or you can do a time audit and see where you're letting your time slip away from you. Or you might have to get creative in creating time for your creative practice. But it's doable. You just have to believe that it's important. Most often we just need to get past our own mind drama so we can figure all this stuff out. All of it around the stress management and the eating. All of the thoughts that tell us it's a bad idea. It will never help. Food is just food. We have no time for meditation. And drawing? Who the hell does this chick think she is anyways? She doesn't know my life and my schedule and all the things. All the thoughts that try and keep us doing this exactly how we've been doing things. But the question is, of course, is it working? Is it working? 